We're still in the Easter season, and today I want to share some words about that season written more than 50 years ago that continue to resonate for us today. Hello friends, it's good to be with you as always. Thank you for taking a little time to be with me today. Uh, this is airing on the Wednesday of the second week of Easter. Easter is the longest season of the church year. It's a week of weeks, it's 49 days. Um, and so I thought we would sit with the Easter theme today. In my uh, Easter sermon, I, I talked about how the original event of the resurrection was in fact unexpected and shocking and frightening and uh, completely unbelievable in some ways, surprising to those first disciples. Uh, it remains so for us today, I would argue, and yet, because we're human beings who like to understand things, I think in lots of ways we try to sort of collapse the meaning and the significance of the resurrection into something more understandable, less shocking. We try to fit it into our human constructs and put it in some kind of box. Today I want to talk about uh, where I'm going to read some something from an author I've discussed before. His name is Frederick Buechner. Uh, Frederick Buechner is a well-known author. Uh, he was also a pastor. <clears throat> And this particular reading comes from a collection of sermons uh, all the way back from the 1960s. Now that may sound like a long time ago, but those of you who remember that time will rem remember it was a time of incredible disruption and difficulty in cultural terms. Um, and as a result of that, I actually think this uh, reading remains incredibly uh, powerful and timely for us today, not only about the event of the resurrection, but about our own experience in the world. So in this uh, sermon, he has been talking about some of the ways that people continue to try to collapse or minimize or reduce the significance of the resurrection to make it understandable. And then he gets to this point where uh, he writes, so what do I actually believe happened, right? And, and starts to address it and uh, talks about the ways that Jesus continues to address us today. Uh, and so here, that's where we're going to pick it up. Again, this is Frederick Buechner from a book called The Magnificent Defeat. So he writes, What do I believe actually happened that morning on the third day after he died? I can tell you this, that what I believe happened and what in faith and with great joy I proclaim is that he somehow got up with life in him again and the glory upon him. And I speak very plainly here, very unfancifully. He got up and then he said, don't be afraid. And then he has this list of human beings across the spectrum. I love this list, which of course would include not only men, but also women. But he writes, rich man, poor man, child, sick man, dying, man who cannot believe, scared sick man, lost one, young man with your life ahead of you, don't be afraid. That's the first thing Jesus says. Um, and then Beekner goes on to say, he also said, feed my sheep, which is why like the chief priests and the Pharisees, we try to make that tomb as secure as we can. That's a theme he developed earlier in this sermon, because this is what he always says, feed my sheep, my lambs. And this is what we would make ourselves secure from, knowing the terrible needs of the lambs and our abundance knowing our own terrible needs. So we want to secure the tomb to avoid Jesus asking something of us, is his point there. And then he says this, 
uh, again, Beekner's writes, he said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And here's this part of this reading that seems so timely to me. Anxiety and fear are what we know best in this fantastic century of ours. Wars and rumors of wars, from civilization itself to what seemed the most unalterable values of the past, everything is threatened or already in ruins. We have heard so much tragic news that when the news is good, we cannot hear it. And then the final paragraph begins with this simple word, but. And here's what he says. But the proclamation of Easter Day is that all is well. And as a Christian, I say this not with the easy optimism of one who has never known a time when all was not well and Beekner went through some terrible tragedies in his life, but as one who has faced the cross in all its obscenity as well as in all its glory, who has known one way or another what it is like to live separated from God. In the end, his will, not ours, is done. Love is the victor. Death is not the end. The end is life. His life and our lives through him, in him. And then this beautiful penultimate sentence, existence, he writes, has greater depths of beauty, mystery, and benediction than the wildest visionary has ever dared to dream. And he concludes simply with, Christ our Lord has risen. To which we say, Amen and Happy Easter. Thanks for being with me. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless.